From the nation's capital to the Sunshine State. It's compelling. The high plains of Kansas and the northeast corner of the land of enchantment. It's Monday. The land of EWTN all across the Lone Star State. It's GRN Alive. Bringing you faith, fun, and facts. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us on the show. Call 877 Friday crew, uh, well, kind of. We got the Monday crew here as well, but uh, we're kind of uh, tag teaming and got both of our studios live this morning for the Monday GRN Alive show. Glad you're with us. We are live today, and we've got, uh, like I said, uh, Tim Mott down at the KSHJ studio uh, running things. Good morning. How are you, Tim? Doing well. How are you, Dave? All right. Also, Janelle Lay with you. She's uh, your, your new assistant there. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Hi, Janelle. Hi. All right. Uh, everybody treating you well down there? Yes. And I made a joke before the studio. She said, uh, you got the kolaches and the donuts that, uh, you know, I know Tim probably brought in. and just Yeah, way <laughs> to throw me under the bus, man. Okay. <laughs> well, Cecil very quickly commented and said, we Dave, don't get Dave donuts. never gets donuts <laughs> and kolaches. Okay. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. <laughs> That's right. And here on this Monday morning, uh, we've got the North Texas crew as well. Cecil, of course, is here. Dr. Chris Malloy is here with us good from morning. the University of Dallas. How are you doing, Dr. Chris? Doing well. Thanks. Uh, good to see you. And Alex Trevino. Good morning. Of Mission180.org fame. Yes. And, and <laughs> complimentary rosaries. Yes, and, and, uh, and beardless, actually. I don't know if y'all noticed yeah, that. You know, I, I, I was thinking, because you actually look like a colleague of mine. And typically in radio, it would make no difference, but you lead in perfectly to my saying, Diane's running social media, exactly. so you can see the beardless Alex yes. Trevino. Yes, it's a I sight did, to I, behold. My, I, I'm, I'm bad. I don't observe things. I'm, I'm sorry. But now I notice it. So, yeah, beardless. All right. So we're uh, we're all beardless, the whole crew, not me. <laughs> except for not Tim. <laughs> I'm guessing Janelle is, <laughs> but well, you can't get me off on it. Back to it. Right. Yeah. So wow. Diane is running social media, and uh, we are on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, and uh, the 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 handle is at GRN Online. And uh, anyways, it is Monday. We're glad to be with us. The phone number is 877-757-9424. Joe McClain, as I mentioned last week, is off with his family on one of these epic road trips all the way up to Wyoming. He was involved in a men's retreat with the Kingsmen, uh, uh, showing his movie, The Other Side of Fear. I don't know if he's keeping track. Yeah, you, you have any touch with Joe and know how he's doing, Tim? Uh, nothing more than oh, it's on Facebook, but he's been, uh, you know, he's a natural broadcaster, natural promoter, and so it's fun to just watch his family as if it's uh, as if it's a work trip because he's, he's just a good guy who's yeah. uh, always showing the fun uh, wherever he goes. Yeah, and I was uh, talking to Cecil before the, uh, the 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 show began about these epic. I think every family should do road trips, mm, you know, definitely. because even if it doesn't go as exactly planned, <laughs> you got memories. You know, you're gonna laugh about it a year later. The flat tire, the car stalling yeah. out. Ever go on uh, big road trips with all the, fam? the time? Oh, do you? Yeah, we drive to Colorado with like. Two restroom stops. That's it. That's the way I, I, like, I went to I Minnesota with two restroom stops. Right. So, so like that's 20 a, minutes. That's a rule? Only two restroom 20 stops? 20 minutes. Yeah, you get okay. your gas, your food. No, that's the, that, was the, that was the best trip ever. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 Colorado, yeah. actually, last year. Yeah. Um, 
on the way back, we had, let's just say, well, we had accidents and we had to stay overnight <laughs> one night longer, but it's the story we still talk about to this day. It, it made the trip for us, you know? It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Epic trip we did last summer to Ireland, but it wasn't a road trip. I was going to say, how okay. did you yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that not road trip? a road trip. <laughs> we, we flew back when people were flying. So anyways, today is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross and tomorrow, Our Lady of Sorrows. So this is kind of a couple of sorrowful days as we go in. And then it's not totally sorrowful. The cross can be uh, 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 joyful, right? And then Wednesday, Memorial of St. Cornelius, Pope and uh, Cyprian, Bishop in Martyrs. And so, anyways, we're glad you're with us. Uh, we have a guest coming up halfway through the show who I think, Tim, you know a little bit better than I do. Troy Guy is his name. And uh, he and I, to- Tim, have one thing in common. We both began our professional careers in nuclear science, performing high-energy density experiments for physics-based weapon and fundamental research programs. Sweet. Wait, okay. wait just a minute. <laughs> wait, did you say that you no. have something in common with him? Yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd meet somebody else that, no, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> say two truths and a lie or something, we got to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so you really got to love his story. Uh, it's yeah. like atomic bombs, spies, and nuns, and it's crazy. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, so he's no dummy. No, no doubt. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think his current project is designing a lunar lander or something like that. Oh, wow. yeah. Sweet. Just, uh, yeah, one of those little weekend projects, right? Incredible. Uh, all right. I, I feel good about myself if I can change the oil in my car. And so this guy <laughs> is doing uh, really brainy stuff, and he's a convert to the Catholic faith, and we're going to learn about him. I think he uh, has an influence. Catholic Radio has played a part, or he likes Catholic Radio, right? Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> definitely a fan. That's how I, I, I discovered him. They, uh, they contacted us here, and uh, because they were so familiar with our programs, I I was like, well, let's go meet this guy. And it turns out he's, he's great. He's been on the journey home. All right. Well, very good. So he's going to join us at about, about the hour. We're also going to be speaking to Toya Hall, our vice president, and one of the incorporators of uh, La Promesa Foundation, Guadalupe Radio Network, because, Tim, uh, the Sherathon starts tomorrow. Ooh-hoo, Sherathon! Yes! <laughs> awesome! <laughs> Celebrating 20 years is the theme, and so we'll talk to her in just a moment. And uh, before that, Tim, you've put together uh, some of the headline news stories, right? I do. I have some headlines ready. Let's do it. It is once again a grave sin to skip Mass in Milwaukee. According to a statement issued by Archbishop Listecki, the dispensation from the obligation to attend Sunday Mass for Catholics will expire on September 14th, 2020. That's today. Therefore, Catholics are obliged to return to Sunday worship the following weekend. The dispensation remains for grave reasons such as illness or the care of those who are sick. Several states in the U.S. Midwest and Northeast have seen new COVID-19 cases increase for two weeks in a row, though nationally both new infections and deaths last week remained on a downward trend, according to a Reuters analysis. Nearly all of the dozens of people reported missing after the devastating blaze in southern Oregon have been accounted for, according to authorities, over the weekend as crews battled wildfires that have killed at least 35 from California to Washington State. The flames up and down the West Coast have destroyed neighborhoods, leaving nothing but charred rubble and burned-out cars, forced tens of thousands to flee, and cast a huge shroud of smoke that has given Seattle, San Francisco, and Portland, Oregon some of the worst air quality in the world. The 2020 hurricane season continues to ride its peak as the National Hurricane Center monitors up to seven tropical disturbances into Monday, including Tropical Storm Sally growing closer to the Gulf Coast, Hurricane Paulette passing directly over Bermuda, and the formation of both Tropical Storm Teddy and Tropical Depression 21. 
Belarus renewed its invitation to Pope Francis to visit the country Friday during talks with a senior Vatican official. Vladimir Mackay, the Minister of Foreign Affairs for Belarus, said that the invitation remained open amid tensions between the local Catholic Church and the government. And a man who went on hours-long vandalism spree on Wednesday at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church in Tioga, Louisiana, has been arrested and has confessed to the crime, according to local authorities. During the act of vandalism, which lasted more than two hours, the assailant broke at least six windows, beat several metal doors, and broke numerous statues around the parish grounds. And finally, the March for Life Education and Defense Fund announced on Thursday the theme for the 2021 March for Life, Together Strong, Life Unites. Organizers of the event said in a press release that the 48th annual March for Life will take place on January 29th, 2021. And those are your GRN headlines for Monday, September 14th. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Tim Mott, again, uh, combining these two studios. And, you know, I mentioned we we're joking about Alex and not having his beard. And another reason you want to check out uh, the, the, the video of behind the scenes is because Dr. Malloy always wears a bow tie, pretty much. Yeah. Always. And you've got even always. at night. <laughs> you've got, you got a nifty one on today. That's really bright. Yeah, I know. It kind of stood out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was thinking Exaltation of the Cross. Yeah. You, you kind of go, go go bright, right? Yeah, exactly. Cross, right? No, I like it. I, I hate that. Now that it's getting cooler, I can wear the white shirts. It's it's a long story. But at any rate, then I thought I'd get a colorful Yeah, and we don't have any AC in the, the No, we office. don't. I'm glad. <laughs> yep. I'm glad I wore Anyways, uh, yeah, so check us out again. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Diane does a really good job, puts a lot of uh, pictures up there, and you get to see behind the scenes. And we and we also do the after show afterwards, and that's the only way you can listen and watch after the, the radio program is to uh, tune in for the after show. All right, so I mentioned we've got Houston and DFW connected this morning, and now through the the miracle of technology, we're also going to go out to West Texas, where Toya Hall, our vice president, is. Not sure exactly where she is, but uh, she joins us as we connect most of the offices and studios of the GR this morning. Toya, how you doing? Good morning. I am good, Dave. How are you, and how is our our dear listener there? Uh, well, we're doing fine. We got uh, Houston connected. We got Tim and Janelle. We got the crew here. Alex. Good morning, uh, Toya. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And Chris, Dr. Chris Malloy and Diane. So uh, we're doing well for for a Monday. It's wonderful. And Toya, I wanted you to come on because um, I we have got a Sherathon. I think starting tomorrow, right? and uh we've done something interesting this year because the theme spring summer and now fall and i'm presuming christmas as well is celebrating 20 years this is a big year for the grn yes it is and i'm so thankful for it and especially thankful for all of the listeners and our benefactors dave that have kept us on the air for 20 years yeah, and it's funny that, well, t- today is the Exaltation of the Cross, uh, tomorrow is Our Lady of Sorrows, and many people would say, you know, this has been a year where the, we have had to exalt the cross. There has been some sorrow. And so, you know, and it, it doesn't, it, it affects Catholic radio too, because everybody's, it's impacted everybody. It's impacted uh, all nonprofits. I know the Spring Sherathon was down considerably. And so I, I guess that's my way of saying uh, why is it important for people to get up early with us tomorrow morning, call in, you know, Tuesday through Friday and, and make a donation, support the network. You know, Dave, uh, the very reason that we've lasted for 20 years 
is because people got up and called in, right? Yeah. Made donations and and uh, uh, gave of the so generously over the years. They prayed for us, and uh, we need that help once again. You know, the quarterly charathon is so important. Every single one of them just to get us to the next charathon, because that's how we exist. And you know, Dave, this morning I was listening to Brother John Ricardo, and you know, he's just so awesome. And he was starting a series this morning, and it was 6 a.m. Central, 7 if you're on the East Coast, and it was uh, RCIA for Catholics. Mm -hmm. And so when I was listening to him, I thought, you know, he just defined Catholic Radio. It's RCIA for Catholics and non-Catholics alike, right? Yeah. Because usually you think of RCIA as non-Catholics attending, people who want to come into the church. But Catholic Radio reaches both. Yeah, it certainly does. And uh, we also, throughout the Sherathon, we always play testimonies of uh, people. I, I, I mentioned a, a couple of Fridays ago about this uh, young guy, 15 years old, Andre Sanchez, who's like got his own YouTube channel. He's an apologist. Uh, the guy is like totally on fire. And I talked to him one time. I said, uh, you know, what, what, what spurred you on? Of course, he's got great parents. But he said, I, my, my, my parents used to drive me to soccer practice. And I'd sit in the back of the seat and they'd have Catholic radio on. And I just started soaking it up. And so uh, the and I know in, in 20 years, Toya, you have heard story after story after story. We never get tired of hearing the impact of Catholic radio. And it's it's vast, isn't it? It certainly is, and you know, I never grow weary of hearing how the Lord is touching people and to think of a, that he was just sitting there in the back seat soaking it in. You know, I've heard policemen say that when they've had uh, arrested somebody and in the back of the car they have Catholic radio on. Yeah, and whenever I take my car in to get an oil change or something, I'll leave it on Catholic radio so that whoever you know has <laughs> to start man. the car, you know, that's a great one. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, depending if if I think they're Spanish speakers, I'll turn on the Spanish station. So I got you got to be crafty, you know. I, you got to. I tell you, it. when I was a teenager watching Catholic media, yeah, uh, just it changed my life. I would have been a relativist. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it kind of echoed what friends at college were doing. Mm -hmm. You know, they were saying the rosary, and then I, I get this Catholic media and. Just yeah, it's, it's very powerful. But you don't look like someone you know until years later that was benefited. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes the impact will will be delayed. But uh, anyways, so uh, Toya, we're excited. I always enjoy the Sherathons. Uh, you know, we we recorded the the twenty year history of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, you and Len with me and Joe earlier this year, and I know that's still available for people as well. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's uh, give us one fun memory of the 20 years of Guadalupe Radio Network that really comes to mind as far as, you know, we had this theme of God keeps showing up. God showing up when we need Him to sustain this network. Anything come to mind? You know, uh, Dave, one of the things that just comes to mind right away when I think of our 20-year anniversary, I immediately start thinking about when some of the stations went on the air, where I was, what I was doing, what was going on, and you know, over all these years, more often than not, the stations came on the air, and it was like maybe Catholic Answers Live, or it was an apologetics program, and several times people were calling in, asking questions about the Blessed Mother. Yeah. And so I, I, I think back to those days, and the first time I, I heard it, you know, 20 years ago, when this station here in Midland went on the air, 
I remember thinking, I bet that's the first thing any time in radio that something positive has been said about the Blessed Mother. Yeah, yeah, that is so beautiful. I remember the, uh, the first time, one of the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, I know that's not uh, directly related to our, our Lady, but when I heard it on the radio, I, I literally uh, cried when I heard it the first time and thinking, wow, something Catholic, something beautiful coming across the radio. I'd never heard that before. Hey, Toya, we um, got to let you go. Hey, Tim is connected with Can I tell us? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Dave, can I tell Oh, yeah, please request, do. Request, yes, request. yes. This is a secret request, okay? <laughs> right? Okay. I I am praying and hoping for a 1,000 callers this year at Don. All right. We, you know, we usually get around 900 or so, but I am asking the Guadalupe family, let's come together, let's show our love and support to God for the gift of these amazing radio stations. And... uh and we have a great secret we can announce, David. Just dawned on me. Can I tell it? Oh, Real yeah. Quick? Yeah. We are putting Catholic Radio into the Diocese of Tyler, Texas. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome. awesome? It is awesome. It is great to announce it. Dave, thank you so much. And yeah. thank you for your patience hey. as I shared those wishes. Oh, oh yeah. Toyo, hang on for a second. Uh, we're going to go to a break. Hey, Tim, Tim is connected with me. Tim, I, I'm, I know you're running the board I, I I gave out the phone number. Are, are what are calls coming in for? Uh, there are. I'm I'm not sure here, but we've got I've a got few. The call. Yeah, we've got a few. Wait, hold yeah, on. I transferred them Toya, up to Dallas. Can you hang on for a second, Toya? I oh, sure. oh, okay, because uh, I'm not sure. Okay, I, I got line two here. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who's this? Hi. This is Julie Carrick. How are you, Julie? How you doing? Now you the Julie I- that has the show on Saturdays across the network. I am, yeah. What's going and, on? And you know, I was hearing, you know, I was hearing all this talk about Catholic radio, and I just had a really special thing that I wanted to say this morning. And Toya, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, and I'm hoping that that thousand hits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Thank you so much, Julie. Julie, how did you know? That is incredible, Julie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and I love the Guadalupe family. Y'all are amazing. And what a beautiful way to share Toya's birthday. This is so, so amazing. Wishing you all the blessings. Happy yeah. birthday, Toya. Yeah, wow, that's... Uh, oh, well, that's kind of embarrassing. So we forgot much. Toya's birthday. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad that we forgot about it. But, uh, Julie, thanks thanks for that reminder. Uh, uh, and, uh, of course, check out Julie's show, 10 o'clock Central Time, Saturday mornings. We sing our faith. Julie, got to let you go, but thank you so much for calling in. Really appreciate it very much. Uh, got another... Toya, hold on a second. Got somebody else that has called in. Uh, hi, thank you for calling. Who's this? Yeah, hi, it's uh, Jerry Usher with Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. What? Happy birthday, Toya. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Jerry? Oh, Jerry, thank you so much. This, uh, this is nuts. I am just- so delighted! Thank y'all so much. Uh, no, this is nuts. You know, the, I, I uh, Jerry. Oh wait, I'll go with somebody. Hold on, caller line four. Hello, line four. Hello, who's this? Thanks for calling. Who's this? Hello. Oh. Good morning. This is Debbie Giorgiani. Just what? wishing Toya a happy birthday. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, thank you, Debbie. I- I did not expect this. I thought I was on the air to start begging for money. <laughs> <laughs> that was all just an excuse to get you on the air with us, Toya. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, well, I think we lost Jerry. Uh, I think Jerry hung up. Debbie, thank you so much for calling. And I know it's it's much earlier thank where you, you are than where we are. So God bless you. Thank well, you. Dave, Dave, real quickly, can I just say this? It, the world is a much better place because Toya is in it. So I'm just encouraging everybody that's listening, get those thousand calls for the share um, do it for Guadalupe Radio Network, but do it also for what a great birthday gift that would be, Toya. So I'm, I'm going to be praying for Absolutely. that, and I hope you have a glorious day. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Jerry. All right. Uh, thanks so much. Tim, uh, I know we're late for our break. Let me, let uh, me take... No, there's, there's another one you got to go to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi, Line 5. Uh, thanks for calling GR and Alive. Who's this? This is Dr. Ray. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ray, that... Well, what are you calling for, Dr. Ray? I thought well, you'd be sleeping. I'm not sure because all I know is there were so many people that wanted to call in, I had to get on the phone last night. So I've been up all night <laughs> on hold, waiting to wish this woman a happy birthday. Wow. I really thought, Dr. Ray, you were sending out the fire truck to put out the fire from all the candles on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> it was... 50 candles, and that was the piece I had. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I thought for sure you'd give her a hard time, Dr. Ray. Come on, you're being so nice. Yeah, well, see, you know what you did? You, you, you kind of stiffed me because you put Debbie Giorgiani first. That's like going from the, you know, Mother Teresa to Cujo here. <laughs> they were all building up to you, Dr. Ray, okay? They were just kind of like the opening act. I met Toya in Midland. Probably, yes. oh, 1922, I think it was, somewhere there. <laughs> I remember, because you had to one station, I think, and we did that banquet. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. And it you guys, Catholic Church, and it was awesome. You guys have just absolutely taken care of all the support people have given you and worked it into how many stations now? We are about to be 39. Unbelievable. You guys are, you are the spearhead of Catholic Radio. How wonderful. Yeah. God is good. Uh, 39. Dr. Ray, thanks so much. I know you're traveling. I was so glad to hear that you're traveling because that means you're getting out and about again because I know the last six months everybody's just kind of been hunkering down. So really appreciate you uh, taking time with us this morning. Dr. Ray Garandi, you got uh, some show on the radio, don't you? I, it, well, I think it is, but... The trouble is, I've been negotiating to get more breaks. You know, I can't work 48 minutes in a row like that anymore. <laughs> I know. I know it's tough. Do they call that work? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Ray. Good talking with you. Thank you, Dr. Bless Ray. You and, and what Dr. I'll Ray doesn't realize is he was actually the opening act, Toya, for the, the real call. That was coming we in. See, so, yeah, we got the Pope. <laughs> All right, call line number five. Who is this? I think the last call. Who, who's calling in? Thanks for calling in. Hi, Dave. This is Patrick, Patrick Hall. Pat- I would like to wish the love of our life happy birthday. oh thank you patrick (laughs) Uh, patrick doesn't yet have a show on the guadalupe radio network okay but uh, that's in negotiations right patrick 
It's all who you know. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to try to get out of the fetching tote business. <laughs> well, I am so, Patrick, thank you so much for calling in. And uh, we thought we would culminate with uh, your uh, Toya's husband, Patrick, after all these radio hosts calling in. And so uh, really appreciate it, Patrick, making time for this. I know you're, I know you're working, you're busy, uh, but uh, God bless you. And uh, God bless you guys. All right. Have a great day. All right, Toya. That's all the that's all the calls for you. Is that uh, was that a good surprise for you? <laughs> it absolutely was. I wasn't expecting it. So thank you all so much. It just lifted my morning. You, you guys are all wonderful. So thank you so much for remembering me on my birthday. And uh, God bless everyone. I, I will be praying for you today. I hope it's a very blessed day for you. All right. God bless you, Toya. Thanks for all you do, Bye, and uh, thanks for spending some time Thank with you. us. Thank you. All right. Uh, boy, that worked out really well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Flawless execution. That was yeah. beautiful. Uh, full lines. It was great. <laughs> I thought for, yeah, because we can only have six lines at a time, yeah. but we had five called. They're all there. Everybody. Wow, that was perfect. That was great. That was great. perfect. I love Pretty it. Pretty good, huh, Tim? I thought that went great. Great yeah, idea, Dave. That was fun. I, I hope it was a, a, a genuine surprise. You know, it's kind of hard to keep a surprise from somebody. So, anyways, now that the phone lines are back open, if you want to call in, you can join us. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this cool quote that I found from uh, a, a gentleman that many people have kind of tagged and said, This guy is like Pope material. Maybe he can be our next Pope. Uh, he is from uh, uh, Guinea, and his name is uh, Car- Robert Cardinal Seurat. Yeah, and y'all are familiar Who's with him. Right? Yeah, you ever heard of him? And uh, wonderful, wonderful cardinal from Africa. And I just want to read this because uh, I, I just think it's so right on and then open it up for a discussion. There's one other thing as well that we can talk about. Um, he said, a process of self-destruction is always reversible, but time is short. For several years, the decline has been accelerating. All civilizations that ignore the eminent dignity of the human person have vanished. The rejection of life, the murder of preborn children, the murder of the handicapped and the elderly, the demolition of the family and of moral and spiritual values, all this was the first act in the tragedy of the suicide of an entire people. However, I must add, among the institutions that seem suicidal and decadent, there are true seeds of renewal. I have met many generous families that are deeply rooted in their Christian faith. I have seen fine religious communities that are faithful and fervent. They remind of the Christians who, in the twilight years of the Roman Empire, kept watch over the flickering flame of civilization. I want to encourage them. I want to tell them, your mission is not to save a dying world. No civilization has the promises of eternal life. Your mission is to live out with fidelity and without compromise the faith you received from Christ. In that way, even without realizing it, you will save the heritage of many centuries of faith. Do not be afraid because of your small numbers. It is not a matter of winning elections or influencing opinions. It is a matter of living the gospel. Faith is a fire. A person himself must be on fire in order to transmit it. Watch over this sacred fire. Wow. That's an awesome Robert quote. Cardinal Sarah. Mic drop. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Pretty cool. Giving us hope in dark times. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That one really speaks to me. I mean, it's like... Uh, you get so discouraged because there's so many big things that are happening and they're so confusing and you get strong messages from both sides tearing at you, especially if you're Catholic and you want to be like a whole life Catholic. Um, but, but 
when he says there, your mission is not to save the world, your mission is to live faithfully. And Mother Mother Teresa said similar things about, uh, you don't have to change, you don't have to, you know, help every person, you have to help the one in front of you. And I I think uh, this, this was something that I really needed to hear this morning. So thank you for sharing that, Dave. Yeah, I remember a, a quote from a movie that said there's something along the lines of uh, the world is full of uh, people trying to be great, and what we really need is to be good, mm. you know? Because yeah. most of us, we shoot so high, we want to be great, we want to do amazing things, and uh, sometimes just be good, <laughs> be a good person, you know? Especially with the social media, it's like you feel like the whole world has to be your audience, not yeah. just one right. one or two mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Right. Rather That's than just true. sitting with one friend and talking to them. Right. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. Mother right. Teresa said something also uh, similar, which you don't have to be successful, just mm. faithful. Right. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, it's a good point. It's like, how many people of us, I mean, I've got a YouTube channel and I try to reach out and I'm always saying how many, you know, followers we have and all that. But, uh, do we know our next door neighbor? I right. mean, do we know the, the Sorry, guy, yeah. the guy across the street? Do we know what struggles they're facing? So anyways, that's great. Also wanted to point out another thing with Cardinal Sira. He, you may have seen this, uh, over the weekend, uh, came out with, with the, the Holy Father's blessing on this and he is calling it, quote, necessary and urgent to return to public masses as soon as anti-COVID-19 measures permit. Uh, he is the uh, Vatican's top official for liturgy and is urging Catholic bishops around the world not to let religious worship be relegated to a priority level below, quote, recreational activities or treated as just another public gathering. All right. He insisted that broadcast and live-streamed masses are useful but they are no replacement for being physically present. No broadcast, he said, is equivalent to personal participation, nor can it substitute for that participation. And uh, I guess the, the $64,000 question is, is everybody going to come back? We pray that they will, but how right. do we get everybody back yep. once the, the, the bishops say, okay. Uh, and uh, I know... You, you mentioned your, well, in your newscast, right, about Wisconsin, right, Tim? Yeah, uh, Milwaukee, the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, their uh, dispensation to, uh, to uh, not come to Mass has been lifted. So now, if you don't have a grave reason, you have to go back to Mass in the Di- Archdiocese of uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Great. I think that's the second one in Wisconsin. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought the Wisconsin bishops, I don't know how many dioceses they have there, had as kind of as a whole Moving had, back. had done that and said, okay, it, time to come back. They broke the habit, though, you know, and a lot of people weren't going anyway. They were just uh, Easter Catholics, mm-hmm. Christmas Catholics. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we do need to have that fire of evangelization because. Yeah, the faith is growing cold. There was yeah. that uh, that promo f- that uh, Deacon, well, Deacon Hero Brooks Sivers so was telling a story uh, that he said a, a kid goes up to his dad and says, "Dad, we don't have to go back to mass; we can watch it on the, on TV." And he said, "Well, next time you're hungry, I'm going to show you a picture of a hamburger." <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my fear when they when they started live streaming the masses was making them look so nice and so beautiful and so well shot that yeah. you start feeling oh, okay. Well, this, this is a nice substitute. So whenever I was asked and advised about you know oh, how how should I live stream my mass and make them look good, I said, "I'll just shoot it on your iPhone, hold it with a hand, <laughs> shake the camera a lot, <laughs> make it look basically make it look so ugly <clears throat> that you and, miss being there." And so. you also have a lot of options, and so you can go and find that great preacher you know you can mm-hmm. uh, whereas I mean, my, maybe it might take away from the real meaning yeah, that's of true. the the celebration yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah my friends and i we watched a few masses that were in other countries <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have that luxury nowadays. So, all right. Well, it's 30 minutes after the hour. And thank you so much for tuning in. As uh, we mentioned with Toya, the Sherathon begins tomorrow morning, seven o'clock central time, eight o'clock Eastern time. We're celebrating 20 years of Catholic radio on the Guadalupe radio network. And Toya issued a, a challenge. I think it's an important one. We want to get a thousand calls. But you know, the, the stations, I mean, don't, don't even, you know, the stream, of course, and all, and the, the app reaches the whole world. But if you just take our terrestrial radio stations, uh, those 39 hit about 20 million people. Okay. So if everybody tuned in, we'd have 20 million people listening. Of course, that never happens. Oh, we're, look, we're looking for a thousand calls. Yeah. I mean, come on. We can Over do that. Over four right? days, right? Over four days. Yeah. So, hey, Tim, you, you're the one that booked, uh, Troy Guy. We're going to take a quick break and come back with, uh, Troy Guy. Do you want to give a little teaser for our listeners of, uh, a little bit about his story? Uh, yes. Uh, it, he got to work with the CIA. He grew up Baptist. He tried to convert the nuns, but they ended up converting him. So, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a great story. You're going to love it. All right. So Troy Guy, his website is discoverhischurch.com, national speaker, uh, author of Evangelical Catholic, uh, and nuclear engineer to throw into his resume as well. Okay, not too bad. So quick break, and we'll come back uh, with more GRN Alive Monday right after this. Hi, this is Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. I believe that the Ministry of Catholic Radio is one of the greatest tools we have in the Church for evangelism today. I hear from people all over the world on a daily basis who have encountered Christ in the Catholic Church for the first time by listening to Catholic Radio. Please support the Ministry of Catholic Radio today. Support Guadalupe Radio Network. Next week, we will be hosting our quarterly share on Tuesday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. The GRN is 100% listener-supported, and for only 16 days out of the year, you have the opportunity to be an active part of the GRN family by making a pledge of support for your radio station. Please pray for the success of the share we are so very thankful that you are part of the Lord's divine providence, sharing of your prayers and financial gifts, which sustain the work of evangelization through the powerful means of radio. I invite you to tune in and join us next week as we share how Catholic Radio has changed so many lives for all eternity due to your support to keep your station on the air. This is Len Oswald, President of the Guadalupe Radio Network, with your GRN Family Minute. We are your Catholic Radio. Radio for your soul. Are you connected? Hi, Joe McLean here, the Director of Mission Development for the GRN, and I am super excited about 2020. It's our 20-year anniversary, and we are rolling out new digital tools to include a new website, a podcast catalog, upgrades to our mobile app, and more. A great way for you to stay up-to-date and connected is by joining the GRN text list. You can do that today for free at grnonline.com forward slash text. All right, it is Monday, and Joe McClain is going to be back next Monday, I promise. Uh, we are filling in for him the best we can. Joe does just as an outstanding job, as I mentioned at the beginning. My, my name is Dave Palmer. Typically, the uh, North Texas crew here hosts on Fridays, but uh, we've teamed up with the KSHJ studio, Tim Mott, and uh, his wonderful assistant, Janelle, uh, to kind of 
tag team on this one until Joe comes back. And so welcome to the program. Uh, 34 minutes after now, 877-757-9424 is uh, the phone number. Cecil, you look like you were going to say something. No, I wasn't. I, I thought you were looking at me to say something, and I was like, I don't have anything to say except okay. for good morning. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everybody. So so we do have uh, Troy Guy on with us. And Tim, I know you know Troy a lot better than I do, so I'm going to throw to you for the the introduction. You can kind of get this conversation going, but uh, we're I'm really excited for this conversation with Troy Gow. Sounds like an interesting person. Yeah, well, Troy, welcome to GRN Alive. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Danielle. All the Guadalupe family. Great to be with you this morning. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, so uh, really this uh, this whole conversation is basically going to be your intro, so we don't have to go into a bio, but uh, the, I, I like to uh, to get people's interest excited uh, excited because by telling them, I believe that your current project is something about designing a lunar lander. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're uh, building the uh, one of the lunar landers to return humans uh, and the first woman back to the moon. Uh, we're aiming for 2024, so we're excited to be building the lander. That is absolutely amazing. Now, uh, I met you uh, at, here in Houston. Uh, you go to the Catholic Charismatic Center, and you um, have spoken at a couple of our prayer breakfasts. Like, we do these networking professional prayer breakfasts that are uh, really fun to do, and you've come to sp- uh, speak at a couple of those. Um, but I guess let's uh, let's just hear a little bit about, um, you know, what is your conversion story? Because the big thing about you is that you did not grow up Catholic. Yeah, yeah, Tim, I certainly didn't. You know, I had a I had a life-changing encounter with with Jesus. I uh, became a born-again Bible-believing Christian and uh you know, I ran down and entered the first Southern Baptist church that uh my grandparents were a part for over 50 years. Uh so I spent a lot of time in the Baptist church, uh Baptist theology, uh, the Baptist student ministry, took Baptist seminary classes, uh began outreach to three groups. I was a leader of outreach. Uh, one of them was to Iranian Muslims. Uh, the other was the cults. And then the third group was to Roman Catholics. And so, exactly. So we, uh, yeah, we so, so you yeah. view the Catholics as a mission field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had a, we had a bit of an anti-Catholic uh, Protestant thing going on within our Baptist church. Not every, not everybody. Well, but, okay, now, why? Uh, certainly most of us. And what rationale was there for that? When the Catholics claim to be Christians and you claim to be a Christian, why would you, you know, put them in an other category of not Christian? Great question. You know, why do Catholics worship Mary? What about this thing called the Immaculate Conception? You know, what about calling the Pope Father and praying to dead saints? And how about those statues when the Bible says no graven images? And, you know, and of course, if you open a, a Baptist Bible, it's nine times out of ten, you know, it's marked up, it's memorized, you know, it's ingrained in our children, the verses. And, and of course, this thing called the Eucharist, we saw that as the worshiping of a, a piece of bread. So, so hey, why be Catholic when there are thousands of great Protestant denominations to choose from, right? Yeah, I guess I guess I can see the rationale there, but it's just mis- it, there's so many misconceptions. Now, um uh what where were you at the time? Like how did your career get started and and were you It sounds like you were really deep into your faith uh, even though it was not the Catholic faith. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I was deep in my faith and I went off to graduate school, uh studied at Texas A&M, uh studied nuclear engineering and physics. And I began studying something called high explosives. Uh, these are uh, really powerful explosives uh, used to study fundamental physics under extreme pressures. And, and the bottom line here is that they just create these high-energy neutrons. 
And so that work would ultimately lead to uh, a position uh, in the national security world. Uh, and so, of course, that was a continuation of, of conducting nuclear weapon research at uh, federal laboratories. Okay, so that's pretty brainy stuff. I'm, I think I understood about maybe 50% of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you, so, know, you know, Tim, it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's go. actually pretty easy. You know, we had two objectives, you know, in, in my particular branch. You know, we, we looked at military applications of nuclear science, and we studied the United States nuclear uh, weapons stockpile uh, from, a, from, of course, a classified perspective. Okay, so um, yeah, as you as a Baptist, you're really into science here. And uh, were you in it for blowing things up, or what was your what was your objective here? Well, our, our objective was to learn fundamental physics about the early universe. But of course, in the early universe, there was uh, uh, you know a lot of uh, high energy uh, physics that happened. But we also see those, of course, in atomic and hydrogen bombs. And so the objective was uh, to just continue on with my research in, inside, the, again, of a classified nature. Uh, but my faith uh, took me to different, different positions, um, you know, within that work itself. Well, what do you mean by different positions there? Well, I was very um, anti-Catholic, of course. Um, and I began, there were, there was a couple of things in my life that happened. The first thing is, it was a lot of stress in my life um, because at the same time that I was around the laboratory, uh, we had a, a, an arrest made uh, by a person called Wen Ho Lee, uh, who, by the way, was a Texas A&M graduate itself, and he was arrested on spying charges. Uh, also, Robert Hansen, you know, he was a former FBI agent who, who ultimately was convicted uh, for spying for the Soviet Russian intelligence services, and this is happening in 2001. Now, what's interesting is, is here I am with a, you know, a family living on a, a street in a, uh, a nice peaceful area, and all these people seem to be getting arrested uh, for, for spying. So, so it left us in a very, uh, very tight position because we're always under surveillance. Everywhere we go is classified. And so it's a very stressful time uh, in my life. But there was also a, a great deal of peace, though, Tim, because between the, the nuclear weapons laboratories and the classified positions, I had time to drive. And one of those times was to drive to a, a place called Jemez Springs, which is about 10,000 feet at its peak or so. And there was a, a, a great caldera. It's a beautiful elk and a snow, a beautiful drive. And I came across this thing. Now, remember, at the, at the classified nature, lots of stress, lots of counterintelligence, lots of uh, other things going on. And I ran across something that had a big cross on it. And I said, look, I've got to pull in right here in this snow-driven uh, path and find out what has got this huge cross on it, a beautiful rainbow over the cross. And I run into a bunch of nuns. I mean, it was just a... <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's not what you were expecting, <laughs> though. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, these nuns, and, and of course, you know, some of them are out there driving tractors. Uh, some of them are out there, you know, just praying. Some of them are there. So on one side, here I am in this, again, stressful environment, this very spooky environment. On the other side, I run into these nuns, and I think to myself, you know, I love the peace that these nuns have. It was a beautiful time. But at the same time, I was asking why they can't see the truth like us Baptists could. 
Yeah, it's just this prejudice you have. Like they're Catholic nuns, therefore you know they're wrong and about so many things. But there's something attractive about that to you, um, uh, coming from that stressful you know CIA FBI environment that you were you know, working in. Uh, so uh, what did you what did you do at that point when uh, when you felt this uh, this attraction, but the kind of disjunction? Well, the first thing I did is I, I said, you know, I want to know why they can't see the truth. I mean, yes, I see the joy, but, you know, other people who are non-Christian and, in fact, sometimes even anti-Christian seem to have joy. So I went after the question why they can't see the truth. So there was another route that I would take. Uh, you know, we'd always change up our routes, of but, course. Did you get to talk and to them? The did you route, get to talk to them when you stopped there? They welcomed you in, or, or did you just kind of wave and say, oh, I just wanted to see your building? What, 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 what was their reception of you? <laughs> No, no, absolutely. I, I stopped. I talked to them. They uh, welcomed me. They greeted me. Uh, of course, I couldn't go in. I mean, it's a monastery. And so, um, you know, I, uh, I was just very uh, welcome there. I felt a great peace there. Uh, they were not hostile in any way. I, in fact, I even shared that, you know, I'm a Baptist uh, just driving through, and uh, they treated me. They welcomed me. And so it was a great, great experience for me. Okay, so that breaks uh, through that, a little bit. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good that was a good thing. Um, you know, I could see the love of Christ in them before I could see anything that they actually said to me, which was a beautiful thing. And was this, uh, Troy, was this kind of a catalyst? I just want to remind everybody, uh, this is Joanne Alive, and uh, we're connecting the, the Houston and the North Texas studio today for this Monday edition. And uh, Troy Guy is our guest, uh, Catholic apologist, nuclear engineer, and author of Evangelical Catholic. His website is discoverhischurch.com. And uh, I know we're about to lose Dr. Malloy because he's got to get to a class, but I'm, I'm curious, maybe I can uh, throw this one out there. A lot of, quote, smart people, whether they be college professors or you know, Troy, clearly you're an intelligent guy, don't believe in God or, or, or see, have a hard time. It's almost like they're too smart for their own good. You know, uh, obviously you two guys are very bright. You got degrees. And uh, why is it, do you think, sometimes often the more intelligent somebody is on the IQ level, the harder time they have grasping the truth of God? I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, I think, you know, this is Troy. I think if, you know, if you, in my, in some of my colleagues' case, I think it's not a matter of, of the head understanding that there, there's a God, but it's, it's just simply the heart is not willing to convert at that time. And I see this a lot across the scientific community. Great, brilliant people just recognizing the, the hand of God in creation, but not quite re- ready to, to turn their life over to Him. Yeah, and higher education, Dr. Malloy, often is the case as well. We know yeah. so many stories of people going off to, uh, be taught by very bright people in the college classroom, and they're atheists or agnostics. I'm like, well, how can they be so smart, but yet so dumb? There, there are a lot of worldviews that are conveyed in ways the students have no idea. Yeah. It, 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 the, under the dressing of a neutral professor, there's a, there's a narrative mm-hmm. in, in many different fields. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, Troy, let's uh, get back to the story. I know the nuns were a bit of a catalyst, but you're, you're warming up to Catholicism slowly. I know Catholic Radio, uh, I think, played a role. You, what, what came next in the story? Well, what came next in the story is, is I, I give, began to travel a different route. And on that route, uh, there was a Catholic bookstore of all things right out in the middle of nowhere. I, I kid you not, out, out in the middle of nowhere. And I walk in there, and I say, you know, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And the first book I, I pick up is something from uh, David Curry called Born Fundamentalist, of course, Born Again Catholic. And another one, Thomas Howard, Evangelical is Not Enough. And then I picked up a third one from a guy you, you may have heard, um, Rome Sweet Home, 
by, you know, of course, Scott Never heard of it. And so I <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I start reading. In fact, I called this guy uh, named Dr. Hahn, and I offered to debate Dr. Hahn. And I call him at his house. I find his number, and I got to bring him back to the Protestant side here. And, and I've just got to. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe a yeah, little now, too smart for your own good there. Yeah. You, you, you got this. Yeah, you know, I, I can study the early universe, so therefore I can conver- reconvert Dr. Hahn back yeah. to Protestantism. Um, so uh, you're you're studying about your faith now. Um, what was it that kind of um, made you actually make the decision to switch? Well, you know, our, our, our church uh, was a very um, worship service-oriented, very kids-friendly, you know, jungle gyms and all this. Our church was very pastor-centered. The whole focus of our church was a sermon and a pastor. But when I began reading these books, I began looking at the church fathers, and questions began to mount, you know, like, like what was before Martin Luther? You know, as a Baptist, I kind of had this impression that, you know, church history went back to Martin Luther. But, of course, it's ultimately skipping 1,500 years of church history. And then I began to see how these early Christians worshipped so much different than us Protestants did. Uh, you can think of the Eucharist. You know, for the Eucharist, for example, it's, it's not a symbol, as, as I was taught as a Baptist. It's actually the body, the blood, the soul, and the divinity of Jesus Christ, just like he said in John chapter 6. And so one by one, my bricks uh, against the Catholic faith started falling, and I started seeing the truths that had been passed down to us for the last 2,000 years. That's amazing. Um, so, so then you come into the Catholic Church, and are, are you still uh, working in uh, nuclear physics? Well, I still was working in nuclear physics at the time uh, in a classified capacity, uh, still, you know, doing research, still looking at why Mary is, is who the Catholics say, that, you know, who founded churches. So I was kind of uh, doing a dual role. I was supporting my family with the work I had, but my interest in the Catholic faith and church grew exponentially. Now, you spoke before about this uh, this uh, sense of uh, surveillance and high stress so because you're dealing with classified information of national security and people around you are like being turned by you know, foreign governments. Um, so uh, how did you how did your faith and your conversion help you deal with that? Did you find the peace that you were looking for, or uh, did the stress continue, or were you ever approached by Russia? I mean, what, what, what happened? Well, I can't say if I was approached by Russia, but what I can say <laughs> is that there's been a significant peace in my life, um, you know, since finding the fullness of truth. Although knowing Christ as personal Savior, as we would say in Protestantism, is a beautiful peace. When, when I learned that this same Christ that I love so much and was willing to die for had created a church called the Catholic Church, they went back 2,000 years, that peace even grew more. And so eventually I left the government work, left the classified work, and now working, of course, as you mentioned earlier, on a new lunar lander. Wow. Uh, Troy is here with us. I just want to, in these final minutes we have with him, we're down less than, than 10 minutes for the, the program. We, we, we will have an after show where we can chat a little bit uh, afterwards, uh, but the phone number is 877-757-9424, This may be uh, your only chance, dear uh, listener, to, to call and talk 
to a Catholic nuclear engineer. Okay, so uh, take advantage of it. And Troy, I'm just curious, uh, in, li- in light of your work and what you do, uh, and, and just the, the majesty of outer space, and you're dealing with the intricacies of uh, the the solar system, and I, I, I just I, the, the the wonder that that must create, and I and and I wonder if your what you do for a living might help atheists who don't uh, have an, I don't believe in God, and just your expertise in seeing the order of creation and the way God has just in in, in the creation itself, if that, if that's a help in explaining that from a more scientific standpoint to people, does that make sense? It does, you know, and one of the things that I think is so beautiful uh, in talking about our faith, especially as Catholics, uh, to those who may not see the, the same worldview as we do, you know, it was George Lemaitre, of course, you know, an astronomer, uh, you know, a mathematician, a physicist, he studied cosmology, and he was a Catholic priest. And guess what? What was so interesting is, in whether you're at University of Texas, Texas A&M, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, doesn't matter, his model of the early universe and its expansion is still used today. So it just shows you that you can be an awesome scientist and an awesome Catholic Christian. And how did your family handle your conversion? Uh, did you get any pushback from friends or family? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, my, my, my parents were very supportive, and prayerfully they're even listening today. Uh, my, uh, but we entered the Catholic Church uh, with seven family members, and so we were just excited to be here. We've got full support from our family and friends. No, that's good. That's not always the case, is it? <laughs> that, that's nice to hear. Yeah, that, that's, right. that's right. And now that's you're right. going around talking. You've written a book. Uh, do you want to tell folks about the book? I know it's it's your story and some of the things that we're talking about. Of course, you can't cover everything in a in a 20 minute uh, a radio interview. But uh, what's what's the book and how can people get their their hands on it? Yeah, so you can go to discoverhischurch.com and order it there. And the book, uh, is it, it, it introduces who is Jesus Christ. It talks about the Nicene Creed, where that came from. Of course, as Protestants, you know, we would recite that, but we didn't really fully understand where it came from. You know, this thing about Pope, well, that answers that question's answered in there. The Holy Eucharist, Sola Scriptura, the, you know, the Virgin Mary, communion of the saints, icon statues, and the Holy Mass. Where do we find that in the Bible? That's all answered in the book, Evangelical Catholic. We've got some CDs out, uh, also MP3 downloads about understanding Mary's role in salvation history. And there's another unique CD out there, also a download called Historical Fact, where it's, it's actually titled, A Nuclear Engineer Confronts His Protestant Roots, beginning with these 10 questions. And I would submit that's a good one for anybody listening They want to get something for their Protestant friends uh, and things like that. The big event we've got coming up is called Call to Holiness with Dr. David Andrews, and that's coming up in Rochester, a virtual men's conference, October the 17th. So we're very, very excited about that. Cool. I want to know if you ever got to talk to Dr. Scott Hahn (laughs) after you converted. Great. Great question. Yes, I did. Uh, I I ended up talking to him, and the, the discussion left was, I'll call you. And so I'm back. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, yeah, and, and you know, um, yeah, I, I, I have several pictures with Dr. Scott Hahn now. Um, 
and so it's a great thing. Also, the, the host of, of Journey Home Show, uh, I also went to convert him as well. An interesting story, met him. You've been an absolute failure, later. haven't you? You haven't converted any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Marcus Grode, I went to convert him, sat and listened to his talk, afterwards went up to him, spoke to him, and 20 years later ended up on his show. <laughs> That's so funny. Troy, this is Alex. I got a question for you. Do you have um, colleagues or people in the scientific community who are going through a similar experience that you went through, and have they come to you to ask for advice or seek counsel with you or kind of ask you you know, how you handle these questions and ended up in the Catholic faith? Yeah, Alex, absolutely. Uh, I have several colleagues that are doing that. And uh, what I like, and they are asking, you know, why uh, a perfect Baptist would become Catholic. And I always go back to history. I think that's such a powerful witness to the truths that we've been given through Christ and his church. And I think if, if, a, if in terms of apologetics, you know, gently and lovingly, number one, got to remember that. Number two, though, is to stick with the history, because after or before Martin Luther, there's only one version of history that really makes sense, and that is the Catholic version, you know, the Catholic Church. Yeah, amen. Down to just a couple of minutes, uh, Tim. I know you and I got to kind of coordinate this uh, across the two studios, but I do want to just kind of wrap up things and remind everybody about what's happening tomorrow morning at seven o'clock, and maybe tying this in with Troy. We got our Shurathon beginning, and uh, Troy, I know you're a fan of Catholic Radio, and maybe you can just give a little uh, push for all of these things that you have come to know about the beauty of the Catholic faith. We broadcast every single day about Our Lady and uh, the Eucharist, the sacraments, and uh, why, why do you think you know? Uh, People supporting a station like the one you listen to in Houston, the one up here in North Texas and across the network, why is that important? I think it's important because you are a voice uh, for, for so many people. You're covering so much, and we're so thankful. Our family has grown so much by listening to you. We listen to you every day. And uh, so we're, we're grateful. We're grateful for the people there. We, we, uh, we support you. We love you. We highly recommend everybody listen because you are a beacon for the truth of the gospel of Christ and his church. And so I would really encourage everybody to tune in and listen, and more so, support you, support you, support you. You're doing great. Yeah, Troy, thanks so much. Uh, I know we're so grateful that you got a, such an awesome story. Uh, Troy Guy, Catholic apologist, nuclear engineer, uh, Evangelical Catholic is his book. Uh, you can find out more about him, discoverhischurch.com. Uh, anything else, Tim, before we let Troy go? Uh, no, uh, well, I, there's one thing, but I don't think we have time for it. If you can stick around for the after show, I'd like to dive a little deeper on that Baptist background of yours. Uh, is, do you think that's okay? Yes, Tim, I'd love to be with you some more. Okay, right. so Dave, yeah, we can go a little deeper on that. I don't think we can do it in the uh, 60 seconds that we have right now. <laughs> um, but uh, when you say share what exactly do you mean for those who haven't really been paying attention? Yeah, this is just an opportunity. Four days this week, Tuesday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 to 8 Eastern Time. Call in and make a pledge and support the network so we can keep broadcasting the truths of our faith. And that uh, starts tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Troy, thanks. We'll, we'll hang out a little bit longer, all of us, in the after show. So check us out on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, this ends the radio program. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday.
you for listening to GRN Alive. From the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. For more faith, fun and facts, join our email list. Just text the letters GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to the number 42828. And take Jesus wherever you go this week. Do you know who the patron saint of dentistry is? It's St. Apollonia. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Everline, owner of Mid-Cities Dental and Hearst, and proud sponsor of this great station. St. Apollonia is a second-century martyr of the church and is regarded as the patron saint of dentistry and those suffering with toothaches or other dental problems. We appreciate all the saints who intercede for us and invite you to contact us if you're in need of dental care at midcitiesdental.com or 817-282-9321. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Amen.